Welcome to Amici, news and insights from the New York Judiciary and the Unified Court System. I'm John Carr. For today's program, we are again turning the microphone over to Susan Goodman with the Office of Workforce Diversity for another in a series of diversity dialogue interviews. Through these interviews, Susan focuses on individuals within the Unified Court System from diverse backgrounds who play a vital role in helping the court system achieve its goals and its mission. Today, Susan interviews Jose Cruzado. So, Jose, nice to talk to you today. Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you about your uh, your your current your current position as the chief clerk in Livingston County for the County and Supreme Courts. What what three words would you use to describe your current role? Well, rewarding. Uh, it's demanding. It's challenging. Um, and a host of other words that can totally slip in, mm-hmm. um, but I think I think for the most part that covers that. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on any of any of those individual words? Oh gosh, I can. Sure. Um, you know, rewarding in the sense that if you take the time to get to know your employees, you, you can really have a positive impact on their careers and their personal lives. Um, getting to know them. Um, what challenges they have in their lives and trying to help them through that, um, I think kind of makes them better people and better employees overall. Uh, I like working. I think it's rewarding because you get to help the public. Um, one of the few things that I think that we see in the courts, you know, it, um, really happens in, in adoption. <laughs> but you know mm-hmm. what, folks, um, we deal with folks that are facing criminal charges, uh, divorces, and if you can help those folks kind of through the system and kind of make it better for them in some way, I, I think that's pretty rewarding. You mentioned adoption. What do you? What did you? I'm sorry, I, I kind of missed what you were saying. Well, I was saying that you know one of the few good things that happen in the courts is. Oh, I see. Options, mm-hmm. but they happen in family court. They don't really happen in mm-hmm. Supreme County Court. Right, right, right. And then you you used uh, two other words: uh, challenging and uh, and demanding and demanding. Uh, sure, Ch- challenging in the sense that you know it's constantly uh, it's evolving. Um, you know, policy is changing, um, laws mm-hmm. are changing, um, rules are changing. So you know, you're you're constantly creating. Um, Gosh, procedures and changing procedures. Um, you're you're working with different agencies, and, and they have different requirements and different needs. So it's constant. You know, it's this constant negotiation that's going on. Uh, it's fun in many ways, but mm-hmm. of course, you know, it can, it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think it's great because it kind of brings out, you know, makes you work for it, makes you earn it, makes you become better at your job. You know, when you're faced with those challenges. Um, and again, kind of similar with with demanding. Just busy. The duties are constantly varying. You, you, you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a commissioner of jurors here. Um, I'm a supervisor, but I also clerk in court. I, um, you know, I greet jurors. Do juror orientation. I'm working with chambers a lot. I work with the county clerk's office, probation. You know, so it's it's very demanding, and I'm mostly dealing uh, not dealing with, but kind of. Managing those relationships mm-hmm, is where you've got to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, um, since this is uh, this this whole uh, program is about diversity, I wanted to ask you about your your personal definition of diversity. How and and how you encourage people to honor the uniqueness of of each of their backgrounds. 
So the first question is really what your definition of diversity is. Sure. Um, uh, so a, div a diverse workforce should include employees with different experiences, perspectives, education, training. But it should also include people from different cultural backgrounds, including the LGBTQ community, Asian communities, um, people of color. I think that when you have a team um, that is diverse, you're providing the best customer service for, for mm -hmm. that, you're, that you're trying to help. It gives different perspectives and understanding of you know, the communities you work with. Um, as far as uh, the second part of the question, um, I think I'm pretty fortunate to have worked in the 7th Judicial District. They've been very um, generous, I guess, uh, allowing me time to gosh, write articles, um, educational articles, talking about a little bit about history, Latino history, African-American history, LGBTQ history. Um, I think that our articles are pretty well read. I think that I think that people kind of enjoy them. At least I've gotten um, some very good feedback about them. Um, and not just in the 7th, but throughout the state. Um, we host events. We host an event every year, and we have guest speakers uh, speaking about their career path. Um, I just think that the 7th Judicial District, I think that our administrative judge and our district executive and deputy district executive have been wonderful to kind of mm -hmm. allow us those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And uh, how do you how do you personally? I mean, obviously, writing articles and and working and and encouraging uh, a diverse workforce are major. But how do you encourage people, like one on one, to honor the uniqueness of their own backgrounds? Are you speaking about people of color, or are you speaking? Yeah, people people from all all uh, minority backgrounds. Yes, of all kinds. So when I speak to folks, I kind of try to help them find, you know, those things that are. Let me. I want to put that in the right in the right sense. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of, you're trying to bring out the best in people. You're helping mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. find what's great about them, um, mm -hmm. what's unique about them, what is, what do they bring to the table that's unique, and kind of making them or helping them feel comfortable about them and participating. So one of the issues that that, that we have, right, is because we talk about diversity quite a bit. But one of the things that we don't talk about is inclusion. Uh-huh. Um, folks from, I mean, in my own experience, I've been shy about speaking up at meetings, speaking up about my own personal experiences for fear of being, you know, I don't want to say ridiculed, that's a little bit of a harsh word, but being judged um, because I have that different background. Um, and I want to help people understand that mm -hmm. it's important to share who they are, what they are, not only them, but uh, those that are listening to kind of listen with an open mind and accept that those experiences are not a, a hindrance to the to mm -hmm. the committee or to the group, but mm -hmm. you know a, a big contribu contribution to the group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if you can give an example, perhaps, uh, of something, but if you can, and you know, if you feel comfortable doing that, that would be that would be great. If if it's if it's uh, you know not something that you can come up with just you know as we're talking, then I understand. Um, I guess I, I can give an example of my own personal experience. You know, okay. Someone, me aside, I guess, but okay. I, I, probably that's something we should probably skip, uh, if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. It's up to you. Okay. So, um, so, uh, and in, in terms of encouraging people who are who are either outside the system or um, inside the system, you know, who are from from uh, minority backgrounds, diverse backgrounds. How would you? How would? What would you say to them? What would be your advice to them? Encouraging them in what sense? Sorry. Encouraging them to move up in the in the ladder. Encouraging them to apply for positions that they have they don't have yet. Uh, encouraging them to. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Encouraging them to uh, to. Uh, to be open to uh, to being part of the court system or being uh, interested in the court in in working in the court system, that kind of thing. So there are a couple couple things that I do. You know, I, mm-hmm. I younger I speak to younger students mm-hmm. and I speak to college level students. Um, most uh, the college students are part of the like um, educational opportunity program. They're incoming students into the college. Um, and then I speak again to the high, to high school students. But when I'm speaking to uh, maybe an, uh, an older group of mm-hmm. people, I ask them to come to the court, actually. You know, like the kids, mm-hmm. the students from, like the, students from, um, from the colleges. I bring them in, I show them um, we go through. We have an entire day actually dedicated to the careers and to careers in courts. Oh, that's wonderful. So they actually come in. They speak to someone from Human Resources. I have a court reporter speak to them. I have a judge come in and speak to them. An attorney. Um, I try to include as many professions within the court system as I can. Mm-hmm. I encourage them to sign up for. Um, uh, we have like these um, email email blast that go out to, to um, our human resources has a list of folks that they send them out to. So I ask that they all give me their email so I can provide them to our human resources. I ask them to tell their friends about the jobs. I ask them if anyone ever has a question, they can call me mm-hmm. personally um, mm-hmm. to inquire about the job. Um, I go, we have human resources talk about the benefits of the job, the retirement system, you know, what different types of, um, I guess, pay pay scales, pay, pay grades there are. Mm-hmm. I also talk about the value of, of having them actually working for the courts. You know, our, our sadly, in the 7th Judicial District, you know, our numbers are kind of, they're, they're low. Mm-hmm. Um, and I explain to them, you know. Numbers of? Uh, minorities that actually are working. Oh, uh-huh. Number, the percentage. Mm-hmm. Percentage, that's very, um, very low. I believe it was under 2% last time I checked. And that's, 
and we talk about that a little bit. You know, I get a lot of questions as to why that is and such. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I try to explain to them is that the courts don't, that they don't have money to go out there and recruit people. They're not going to advertise jobs. They're not going to. So it's up to us and folks, you know, folks like me, folks like um, like yourselves, to get out into the community and talk about the opportunities um, within the courts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I hope that answers your question. No, it answers it very well. Very well. Okay. Um, uh, now, getting back to what you do, um, the main part of your job. What, how, what would you say is this? Well, what are the things you like most about your job? I mean, I, I know you talked about them, it being rewarding and challenging and demanding, and so you touched upon that. But maybe just you know um, expand upon upon what you specifically like about your job. Okay, so I work in Supreme and County Court, and you know, obviously, we're dealing with dealing with civil matters, criminal mm-hmm. matters. I'm, you know, the commissioner of jurors, as well in this county. I mean, you are hands in in every aspect of the court, in every part of it. You are fully engaged. <laughs> you have to be fully engaged. You mm-hmm. have to know a little bit or a lot about every part of the court. And personally, I love that. I, I mm-hmm. love that I'm constantly learning and, and uh, again, you know, working with different people, different with, working with different agencies. I mean, you're, you are really just, you know, fully <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. involved in, in, in the court. Um, you know, besides that, you're, you're implementing policy. You're creating procedures. Again, it's something that I love personally that I'd I like to do and be involved in. You're you're part of a of a team of great you know I, luckily I'm I'm part of a great team. Um, I work with extremely knowledgeable people. I enjoy the fact that um, I'm constantly or consistently learning from them, from my staff, from the law clerks, from the judges, from the secretaries. I learn something every day because mm-hmm. everyone has different responsibilities and might have a different way to approach things. You know. I just I, I I love my job. I guess. <laughs> Sounds like it. About it really, yeah. it really comes across. Yeah. Um, and how would what what would you characterize as your biggest achievement to date? Per, you know, personally or professionally? I would say. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I guess professionally, I guess it's it's being hired as a chief clerk. Mm-hmm. So really briefly, I'll try to. Uh, Give you a little short history here uh, uh-huh, of my career, uh-huh. but you know I started with the sheriff's office, and uh, as um, as a corrections officer or or in the jail, um, and then I worked I transferred over to the courts uh, as a court security officer. I knew 15 years ago that that was that job that I wanted to have that I wanted to mm, be a chief clerk. Yeah. I wanted to be a chief clerk. I applied for it. I didn't get an interview. I started to research, okay, why? <laughs> what am I missing? I started talking mm-hmm. to people. You know, I, I found different different things, uh, different skills that I was lacking. Um, I went back to school. You know, I finished my bachelor's degree, got my master's degree. I learned a little bit more about the courts, um, what particular jobs um, entailed, and I reapplied. And mm-hmm. finally, I, I, I got a job um, uh, with the Allegheny County, Supreme County Court as a deputy chief clerk, uh, and two and a half years after that, I, you know, fulfilled my, I guess my 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 long time dream of uh, mm-hmm. being 
being a chief clerk in the court. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Wow. That's a great story. And um and did you wanna did you wanna go into a personal achievement as well or um I I, I, mean, I can say something and then you can leave it out if you want to, but um so I grew up I, I grew up extremely poor. Um, in, Roch- in Rochester, New York, uh, I spent most of my life there. Um, my parents didn't have um, a lot of education. I was the first to go to college. Um, I was extremely proud to be hired by the sheriff's office, and I'm extremely proud to be hired by the courts. Um, but mostly, the, I guess personally, it's setting that example for my children. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that if you go to college, your children will follow. And you know what? I have five mm-hmm. children. Um, down to my last one. Get <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> to college. So, I mean, personally, I'm just being a... a That's a, amazing. A, yeah, um, yeah a, being a great example, a great person, um, someone who's ethically sound, who um, they can really look up to, you know, for the rest mm-hmm. of their life. That's, That's amazing. That's a great story, too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, can you describe a typical day in your professional life? Sure. Um, yeah. Well, you know, in this type of job, you're putting out fires. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The time, you know, you're dealing with, you know, uh, chambers, uh, some issues that the chamber staff might have, the judge might have, your own staff, um, your partnering agencies. So, you know, like I come in, I check my emails. I, um, you know, check check staffing, make sure that, you know, if someone has court, that they're here, um, ready to go. Um, I check to see, make sure that they don't need anything starting out the day. Um, I address any staff shortages. Um, sometimes I'm clerking. I mean, I work in a smaller court, so I might have to go into court that day. If we have trials, I'm the commissioner of jurors. I like to clerk for every trial. Um, I want to be engaged with the jurors. I want to get, be engaged with the folks that come in from our community. I want to make sure that they're being served as best they can. Um, throughout the day, meetings. <laughs> I attend mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of meetings. Mm-hmm. You know, we belong to a lot of associations. Um, you know, uh, we belong to the Commissioner of Jurors Association, um, the Administrative Budget Task Force, the Clerks Associations. You know, and then I, of course, I'm I'm on several committees as well, so we meet a lot, and you do a lot for those committees. Um, At the end of the day, I kind of shut down a little bit, make sure that, um, again, that any pending issues are are resolved, and hopefully start the next day fresh. (laughs) Mm -hmm, (laughs) The process, most of my filings and paperwork, you know, those chores that I've Mm -hmm, taken mm -hmm. on my yeah. Okay. And um, who do you who do you consider a mentor, and why? I mean, it sounds like there are probably a bunch of people who you work with. Uh, since you've you've talked about you know working with very knowledgeable people, but who would you specifically say are your mentors, and why? I mean, it doesn't have to be current, but you know anything in your life that anyone in your life that you feel has been or is a mentor. I guess early on, I was lucky enough to have um, people that really took an interest in my life. Um, I have 
gentleman. Um, he was a teacher. He was a, actually became a good friend. But when, you know, those folks in high school were telling me that, you know, I wasn't college material, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, this gentleman, um, you know, encouraged me, um, took me to colleges. You know, my parents weren't, you know, you know, they worked two or three jobs, so they didn't have time to do all that. But this gentleman took the time to do that. Um, and I still have, you know, a decent relationship with him, and I still can talk to him and someone I can confide in um, for advice. More recently, and again, I have, there are probably multiple folks that have kind mm-hmm. of played this role in my life, especially, especially within the courts. Um, uh, again, we're blessed to work with some really wonderful, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken and taken time to speak and, and ask about my own, you know, uh, how I can improve my interviewing skills. You know, Maria Barrington, Ronald Paulzak, these are all folks that um, are willing to take the time to talk to you and kind of they want to see you grow and improve. And what are their positions? What are their jobs? Oh, gosh, I, Maria Barrington, I, she's, she's retired now, but she was uh, chief of staff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and several times I spoke to her. Not, you know, it wasn't something that was very regular, but several mm-hmm. times it was very mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and Ron Polzak is the district executive for uh, the 7th Judicial District. Mm-hmm. But I think the person that I most reach out to um, and that I can most confide in is, is Lorene Nash. Lorene is the chief clerk, Monroe County Family Court. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, you know, and I've been interviewed by her several times, and I've sat on interview panels with her several times. Um, so I've really learned a lot. She's someone that I respect, I trust, I have great faith in. Um, she has always made herself uh, self available to answer questions, give advice, offer a word of encouragement. I can always expect an honest answer to questions and honest feedback, which I think is probably the most important thing. What I mean, kinds of things do you do you go to her with? Um, well, since she's interviewed me in the past, I've, mm-hmm. I've you know, asked her about that. You know, how, where can I improve? How can I be better? Um, mm-hmm. How could I have answered questions better? You know, how were my mannerisms? You know, things like that that um, you don't think sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I, t- I tended to talk with my hands a lot. She says, ah, you know, you might not want to do that so much. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, keep it professional, don't be too friendly. You know, she would always, you know, she just kind of had um, mm-hmm. a different perspective. Um, and again, I, I learned so much from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but again, there's a lot, there are a lot of folks in our district office that are extremely helpful. And a lot of leaders, a lot of managers. We have a lot of managers and uh, folks that really want to see you grow and, and uh, be better, be a better employee. Hmm. That's great that you have those people. And then finally, before you leave this position, which hopefully will be a long time hence, uh, what would you like your last, your your greatest achievement to be? I do a lot of community outreach, and, and you know, as I, and as I've said, I work a lot with students and uh, the community. I hope that in the future we see more people color applying for jobs. Mm-hmm. I want to continue what I'm doing. I want to do more if I can, but I'd love to see more people applying and more people of color being hired um, in the courts, mm-hmm. especially in our district. Um, uh, and I hope that um, I also do a lot of um, community outreach as far as like the access to justice program, mm-hmm. court help, and I hope that um, 
I have reached out to every agency <laughs> in Monroe County, at least, um, and let them know about those programs. I'm about to do mm-hmm. programs. Um, I hope that I can reach out to people of modest means and share with them, you know, everything that the court has to offer that you don't have to pay for. I think a lot of people avoid um, the courts because they think that they can't afford it. They can't mm-hmm. file for a name mm-hmm. change. Can you can you elaborate a little bit on on the access to justice program in your area and how it how it works? Maybe just just very briefly. Well, the access to justice program is not my program. It's not our seventh judicial uh, program. It's you know the office of um, right court initiatives. Um, but right. Their program. But, but how it how it works in your community? You have to kind of guide me on here a little bit. I'm not sure what exactly you're. Okay, um, I guess what I'm I'm trying to get at is, uh, you know, you're you're uh, very behind this program, and feel that it's that it's a good thing for the community and for the for the for people of of modest means, and um, and how do you how do you, how does your involvement with it um, make it make it um, something that is expanding or that you're helping to expand or that you're helping to to make people more aware of? Okay. Right. Your involvement with it and how it's making things, you know, better, uh, better yes. Right. So in, in Monroe County, we held a mini-conference where we invited many local agencies um, Catholic Family Services, uh, Center for Dispute Settlement, uh, several of the colleges that had campuses um, in town, in the city. We invited uh, members of the police department, members of probation, members. uh, We just reached out to a a whole slew of agencies and asked them to come into the courthouse and presented what the Access Access to Justice program meant. So we had Judge Judge Fern Fisher and Tracy McNeil presented everything that the Access to Justice program does mm-hmm. and what programs were available, for example, court help, um, you know, uh, the glossaries, the, um, the do-it-yourself forms, um, gosh, you know, the explanation of what exactly small claims is and how you mm-hmm, follow mm-hmm. All, all of these things that are out there for folks that they could do for themselves without hiring an attorney, since a lot of them have clients that can't afford to hire an attorney, um, it was critical that they know that these services were out there for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, we hope then that those agencies went out into the community back to their clients, to the, the, the folks that they're serving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and take back that information to them. I, in turn, followed up and went and spoke to their employees, sort of trained mm-hmm. their as to what, you know, the Access to Justice program was and what court help provided, you know. Uh, one of the other things that, that, that's a big success in, in the Seventh Judicial District is the, um, the help desk where mm-hmm. folks come in and sort of have uh, an attorney from Volunteer Legal Services, you know, kind of try to help them and try to answer questions, uh, speak to them as to the procedure. You know, again, services that are available that so many people don't know about and that the court really can't advertise to the mm-hmm. public. So 
have the funds to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is this is an important. You see this as a as an important part of your legacy. If you can reach out and make people more aware of these kinds of things in the community. Yeah, of course, of course. I think that yeah. um, to me, the relationship between the courts and the community is probably the most important relationship <laughs> that the courts have. That they mm-hmm. sort of don't. Um, I apologize, but for for lack of a better word, um, they don't uh, embrace as as much as they could. Mm-hmm. I think that those folks that are in the community, the ones that you know, that seventy-five percent of the of the of, of your of the people that you serve are coming from this, you know, this section of of, of Monroe County, this area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't really embrace that too much. We really don't try to uh, improve those relationships, nurture those relationships. Um, really, to me, that's the most a- important aspect of my job, right? Mm-hmm. Because Again, so you're doing a lot to to turn that around. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm, it's a, mm-hmm. That's probably the, one of the most important things to me. Mm-hmm. Before I leave, I want to have programs in place that kind of will help um, nurture those relationships. With the community? With the community. We have a program, it's called Just Law, um, mm-hmm. at Judge um, Craig Dorn, our administrative judge, you know, it's has been fully supporting, um, where we um, are asking students to write about, you know, what justice means to me. Mm-hmm. You know, we recently had 500 essays that we had to review um, from students in, in the Rochester City School District. Um, those students, you know, um, gosh, they're, they're being honored at a ceremony on, in March. Mm, they're wonderful. Being, receiving prizes there, you know, but I, to me, you know, and I know that that's important that they learn about careers in the courts, that they learn about everything that, that we do in the courts, but the fact that it gives them a voice and hopefully mm-hmm, someone mm-hmm. Courts hears how the court system affected them, to mm-hmm. me that's an important thing. That again, we're reaching out to the community and trying to understand our community a little bit better. That's great. That's a great way to end. Thank you so much, Jose. Thank you. I I really appreciate you talking to us today, and um, I hope that um, you know your legacy with uh, with with your work in the community continues and prospers. If I have anything to say about it, it will. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Amici. You find all of our recent podcasts on the Court Systems website at www.nycourts.gov. And most are also in the iTunes podcast library. If you have a suggestion for an Amici podcast, please let me know. I'm John Carr, and I can be reached at 518-453-8669 or jcaher at nycourts.gov. In the meantime, stay tuned.